I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode six of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Vernado and Roxy Hayes. Making your first feature with special guest Heather Fink. Uh, Heather Fink, uh, if I can't, uh, Heather Fink, I met uh, Heather in the stand-up comedy world. And Heather and I both are comedians who also do filmmaking. Uh, so uh, that's why I feel a particular kinship to you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I no longer perform stand-up anymore, but, uh, but yes, I did. And yeah. filmmaking full-time now. That's great. Uh, I would say I'm a, full-time, I'm a full-time producer, but I still perform stand-up a lot too. Uh, because I, I don't know, it's just part of, part of who I am. Yeah. I can't not do it. You know, I, can't I get stop it. Myself. I miss it. I absolutely miss it. But, uh, now Heather, you, uh, did, you actually did your first feature. Was it like five years ago or four years ago? Exactly. Five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. Okay. So, uh, now when you did your first feature, you went through the whole gamut of things. You went through Kickstarter uh, you went through making your feature, you went through festivals. If you could just like tell us your story of your feature and I'll ask questions along sure. the way, but just tell us how you do it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It was called Inside You? Yeah, I actually have the poster right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's for free on YouTube now. It was on like iTunes and Amazon Prime and all that stuff, but now it's just free on YouTube. I did that at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just... Oh, where is it? Where is Just it free? On YouTube, uh, it's on YouTube, the full movie, Inside You, full movie, uh, totally free, because it was never international before. I had it in English-speaking territories. And then, I don't know, there, I had a crappy distributor, so I was like, you know what, I don't want to put up with any more of this. It's been out on the internet, or it was on, like, you know, uh, streaming services for two years and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to make it free internationally. I had a lot of, it had some press. And so I had people in all these random countries, like I could never get it in Australia because they have a crazy rating system. And so now for those people who've been writing to want to see the movie, they can finally see it. So boom, free yeah. for everyone. So if you can, if you can tell us just like maybe even from how did the concept come about, I'm just going to put yeah. the trailer in the background a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and I acted in it, and that was not something I wanted to do. I do not recommend writing, or sorry, acting and directing. However, <laughs> it, it helped get it made more cheaply. Um, one of the most important messages, because we're talking about how to do things affordably, I think it's really important for people to understand how expensive uh, and prohibitive this industry can be so that they're forgiving with themselves. Like, for example, if you don't come from privilege or money, it's just going to take you longer to make it. And so be kind to yourself. Like, some people get lucky earlier without privilege and wealth, but uh -huh. it is rare. Like this industry is really fueled by being related to someone and being born into it and being born wealthy. It really truly is. So it just, things just may take longer if you don't have that. Um, I came yeah. from... I actually yeah, know I somebody who makes movies for like under a thousand dollars. They make features. I mean, it takes them forever, but they do it. 
Yeah, I mean, so this movie, I can talk very frankly and openly about the money. It's I come out, oh, I own the movie outright. I had no investors. I wanted investors. Uh, there's a lot of things I wanted for this movie that didn't happen, but I just made it. And what's really great, I guess, is that I did finally get my second feature with other people's money because I made a vow that this would be the last thing that I use my own money on. And when I say my own money, I mean like my paychecks from working as a sound person, stuff that uh -huh. uh, it wasn't like some sort of inherited wealth. It was just me working, going directly into the movie. This movie was funded. It was 30000 from Kickstarter, twenty thousand from my personal credit cards and then the rest of it was me working as a sound person i put i guess about fifty thousand of me because it went over of course uh in the marketing and then the editing and everything uh so it went it was like one hundred and twenty thousand. the movie um wow so the rest of it was me working that like a few days after we wrapped the feature I started working full-time on the TV show Daredevil season two and mm -hmm. those paychecks I just put right, I mean, I had low rent, so I was able to, and I was a union sound person at the time. So it was well paying, but I just threw it all into finishing the movie. Um, but the thing is that movie was expensive relative. I mean, it was expensive compared to other things I'd shot. No one's first filmmaking endeavor should be a feature. You should be making shorts and you should be making t as much content as you can, as cheaply as you can, for as long as you can until you're ready. And what I had done before that in the I wholeheartedly aughts, agree with that, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know you're on the same page with that. Um, in mm -hmm. the aughts in my 20s, I was um, a stand-up comedian and then on nights and weekends I would perform and then I would shoot funny videos and upload them to YouTube and they would go viral and then the economic crash happened in 08 and then I went to film school. I w applied to one. There were no more day jobs. Uh, so I went to NYU's grad film program. I applied to the one. I got in. It was my dream. I had printed out the application for years, but couldn't afford it. And so finally, I just became a person that lived off of student loans. And that's what I did. And then while I was there, I wanted to find another way to, you know, put food on the table. <laughs> so yeah. I saw that the sound person made the most money. And I was like, okay, that'll keep me on set. I'll be essential and it'll pay the bills. So I started doing sound for much longer than I thought I would. It's been a decade of that as my day job. Um, and I made proper short films within the film school, school uh, world, like, you know, things that were bigger budget, but I also had access to NYU's arsenal of professional film equipment and using my fellow classmates as the film crew. Um, and there was some cachet with it too. So people were willing to work with you uh, from actors to crew. And then I was determined to make my first feature, which was, it was a very, this, it was very rocky, the whole experience of making it and putting it out there. It did not get into big festivals. It, that broke my heart. I, it didn't, a lot of things I got. I couldn't get a name executive producer on board, which I did try to do. I couldn't get name actors, which I did try to do. I actually did have actors that were more accomplished that I cast in it as the two leads that I, or more well-known, had more cachet. I flew them out from LA and one of the actors uh, had a personal thing happen. <laughs> so I lost thousands of dollars on that. And then a few months later, I was just like, I've got to get this movie done. Um, I decided to act in it myself because I would save money and I used to be in front of the camera 
uh, and that was hard. And it's funny because I want to work with the same cinematographer on my next feature. And we were talking to each other and I was like, and won't it be so great? I won't be acting anymore. It'll be so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we can really focus on the cinematography together. Like it'll be a much more enjoyable collaboration. Because, uh, yeah, it's I mean, I really just didn't look at playback after a while. We needed to get through our day. Um, so I really didn't see it until it was in the can. And I'm not a person who likes to look at dailies or like the footage after that. I like to just, I want to get my rough assembly and deal with it there. That's just a personal preference. It might not be smart because you want to see what you have. But mm -hmm. emotionally, I don't know if I can take seeing it like, okay, this is what you did. Live with it. Um, but that aside, uh, I got the movie done. We got it shot. We had a lot of weird bad luck along the way, but I got it done. I am happy with the movie's heart, like what it has to say, and that I think it captures my sense of humor. I made this script first because uh, I had written two or three. Yeah. Wait, which one? There was the heartbreak feature, the sci-fi comedy. Is this, this is the third? This is the third feature I wrote. Um, the mm -hmm. first two, the first one was about heartbreak, which I thought as a topic was a harder sell because we've seen a lot of that from female filmmakers and it's about something negative. The second one was a sci-fi comedy that I, it was about an internet apocalypse. I'd still love to make it. The, it still holds up in today's world, um, but it was just too expensive. And so I never got investors. I mean, I had people I met with all kinds, like as a woman, <laughs> as a woman filmmaker, the kind of men who tell you they want to invest and they don't, and they just want to have someone to go out to dinner with. I mean, it's very irritating. Uh, anyway, and then, <laughs> that sure. happened many times. <laughs> I uh, believe it. Yeah. And then the body switching movie, uh, that's what it is. It's about a couple that switches bodies after a magic night together. And I just thought this is mostly one location and two actors and it's all in their performance. So I can afford to do this movie. Um, so because it was the most affordable concept that I had, that's why it was the first thing that I made. And it also explores my personal fears of marriage. So it's about something. Um, and it explores, it takes a unique um look at gender roles. Oh, kitty, <laughs> kitty cameo. Yeah, so um, I learned so much from doing things that I would have done so differently that I would never do that way again. But mm -hmm. again, I made the movie. I vowed that I would never direct with my own money again, only other people's money. And lo and behold, every single year, at least one project landed on my table. It's, it had all been indies up till this point. I was supposed to get on a plane and shoot my next feature in Oklahoma right before the pandemic happened. <laughs> so um, I was about to level up and, uh, you know, it's just going to take a little longer. But and yeah. so And so the thing that you're going to shoot in Oklahoma, this, that was actually for like with a studio or with just a, like a large production company? Uh, a small production company called mm -hmm. Imoto Films that are LA and Vancouver based. They're female mm -hmm. run. Um, I finally found out what I'm allowed to say publicly. Okay. And it's um, it, it's a romantic thriller, which I'm psyched about because that's the genre that everyone watches. So um, it makes me happy to make because the, the first my first feature is a sex comedy that embarrasses me because it's very dirty <laughs> it really is and i thought it had to be for what it is uh, but i'm happy to make something that doesn't make me like nervous around family watching it i'm i'd be really happy about that and i really like the script um and there's a number of things that make me happy but and th this company a lot of it well no i don't think i can say that but anyway i think it's the kind of thing that's going to get seen which makes me really happy oh that's Sim awesome 
send me the link to the sex one. I'll be watching. Sure, yeah. It's not you full moon on YouTube. Yeah, that's good. In fact, I, I'll actually, I'll, I can actually, well, it doesn't do any good to put a YouTube. It doesn't any, do any good to put a YouTube link. I actually, I'll put the YouTube link on the, uh, in the comments. Yeah, because they like to suppress ah. YouTube links, yeah. Okay. But I'm watching it. No, I just meant that, Great. like, I could put it on screen, but then to see just a oh, series yeah, of, like, yeah. numbers and, uh, to see a series of numbers and letters on screen is okay. not very helpful. I mean, also inside you, movie.com will take you to the oh. link for it too. So yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, great. Inside you, movie.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I noticed, you know, your target is uh, lower budget audiences. And I, and I really do believe that people have to be patient with themselves and the money thing that things will take longer. Um, and, then only spend money when you're ready to. And about Kickstarters too, you can't always, there's so much work and uh -huh. you you don't really have, you don't, I don't really think anyone has more than one, maybe two Kickstarters in them that they can do in their lifetime. Cause you can't just keep tapping out your yeah. friends and family and loved ones. So it has to be that one special time when you're really ready to spend that money. Um, um, yeah, I have, yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely agree. Like, I mean, there are some people where Kickstarter is a model that they work with. However, that, that is, de that depending, depends on your energy. I mean, your energy, but the, like, it depends on your community mm -hmm. uh, and your, and the model. For instance, like I know people who are, uh, who write books or who are musicians and they do Kickstarter over and over again, but that's because they have a community that is willing always to pre-buy their album and that's totally fine. But like, yeah. I, I would, I don't think that Kickstarter is sustainable for film, although maybe it is. Yeah. Know? And the world is changing and it almost feels like there was an era of it. And I don't know if it makes as much money as it used to. I, I don't know that. Uh, mm. It might still bring in money. I've actually done some research in Kickstarter recently, and it actually still makes a lot of money. And not only that, now Kickstarter has made it easier for people to make money. For instance, like Kickstarter has, uh, Kickstarter has, uh, I guess, like categories that are that launch for a specific period of time. So, like Kickstarter will say, "Hey, we're going to be promoting, uh, we're going to be promoting." Uh, indie indie comics, indie horror comics. So if you've got an indie horror comic that you want to launch at this time, you'll be in the group of comics that we promote. And so, which is smart of them. So then people people who have an indie comic are like, oh, let me launch an indie comic. And then Kickstarter, like Kickstarter does a big campaign where they promote all of the people that are doing indie comic Kickstarters at that time to draw people that you may not normally have look at your campaign to your campaign. So... It, it, what I'm saying is it's still going strong and they're being smart about it. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's totally cool. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for taking time to hang out with us. And uh, I loved all the information. I really want everybody to check out uh, Heather's movie. Uh, it, you can go to insideumovie.com. Yeah, and it, there's a link right there. It just takes you straight to the YouTube link. or uh, Yeah, that's the great link to share. And also, thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> and I learned a lot about web series. Yeah, that's cool. And, 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 to, and to respond, I'm actually, I'm actually not like, I'm actually not targeting, per se, people like with lower budget people. It's just that there's so many gaps in everybody's, uh, there's so many gaps in everybody's information that I'm just targeting people like, for instance, you have worked on higher budget projects, but you don't know like a lot about uh, 
I guess, the web series game. You right. Know? I, I and, don't know Zoom yeah. technology and live streaming stuff. Like, that's just not something that I need to do. So I have to figure it out from home now. Yeah, exactly. In fact, in fact, we actually did an episode about uh, live streaming, which was one of our pre- previous episodes. And we talk about this uh, stream yard, which is w- what we used to live stream this show, um, which I think is great. I mean, because like the way that we can edit it live and show videos and and make a full show, like I think that if people are interested in that type of thing, like it's it's definitely something that everybody should know. It doesn't matter about like your income level. It's just like, yeah, there's gaps in people's uh, knowledge. And so hopefully we're feeling filling that especially when it pertains to uh entertainment all right that's it thanks a lot everybody uh that is the end of the live stream unless we have any questions we will answer any questions uh before we uh before we sign off uh so when when are you are you working at all while you're at home me yeah, Heather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in pre-production right now on the movie, which is so great because <laughs> they they paid the director fee the first part of it right before things shut down. I feel so grateful because I had borrowed money for rent the month before this happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay now. Um, so we're in casting. I mean, we're getting self tapes and looking at the crew. But the weirdest thing is casting and all that kind of stuff. Usually centers around a veils. Mm-hmm. And it's just a big question mark. When is this going to shoot? So, yeah. yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows 100. percent I actually just did casting, although it was really easy because I was casting a voiceover artist, and so voiceover artists obviously often have complete setups at their home. So it really is no different than when there wasn't a uh, quarantine mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. that particular type of casting. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, we'll see you again. I'll let you know when this episode comes out. Uh, you, you gave us great information and I really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Heather. Roxy, you did great as always. Thank you. Your Thank braids you. are killing it. All right. <laughs> you can find us at artsacademypodcast.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.